Kwe Kwe. My name is Chief Doreen Davis of the Shibata First Nation. My Algonquin name is Kinui Onkwad Aikwe. I'm here today celebrating with my community our community fish fry. Uh, we go every spring in May to harvest the fish and we bring them here and we eat them and enjoy them and we teach the, the tradition of uh, harvesting. I endorse this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to another amazing episode of Confessions of a Rock and Roll Cameraman. Today it is Canada Bound, C2C. I'm your host, Pat Canavan, and I am here with the flag-waving, <laughs> camera-wielding Tony Wanamaker. I love this country. I'm so damn patriotic, Pat. I love our national presence. So, yeah, yeah, so do I, because globally, Canada represents something that offers the world... Something that, that no other country does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like we have um, something about us. We're American light. American know? light. You know? That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah. And there's so many countries that, that envy Canada, yeah. which I love. Yeah. Yeah, I do. But you have had such an amazing view of Canada. Thank you. Yes. Just because of your job, you lucky bastard. Yeah, Absolutely. Bastardo. Yeah. And you, you you had this job, and C to C yes. is an amazing adventure in your book. Thank you, man. Yeah. You know, it really is. Yeah. And yeah. speaking of the book, I just want to say for those of you people who joined the show or have not joined the show, go to our website, cornrc.com, confessions of a rock and roll cameraman.com, subscribe to our mailing list. We're going to send you out uh, the novelette of Medley of the 80s written by Tony. And then we're going to let you have some discounts on swag and first crack at the book when it comes out. So that's all I'm going to say about uh, same, shameless self-promotion. No, fantastic. We'd like to get the word out. Yeah. But this story, C to C, is one of those stories that it was a really good example of a parallel narrative I was writing. And by that, I mean, uh, here we're getting on, and we're going to delve into it, Pat, but uh, at a glance, we're getting on the, the uh, Pepsi diet train, and we're going to go across the country. This is the Canadian Music Video Awards, which becomes quickly the Much Music Video Awards, the MMVAs. And we're going across the country in 1990, uh, but there's also dark political clouds looming, Pat, in the background. Oh, so, yeah. 1990 yeah. was uh, yeah. an upheaval year in Canada. Yes, man. You know, yeah. and that's why it's so funny that much music was doing almost like a train stitch <laughs> unity across yeah. the country, right? Yeah. You know, because it, it's like a giant suture. Yeah. We became we became ambassadors and, and we didn't know it. It was really interesting. Uh, I jumped on the train in Saskatoon. The train actually left Vancouver. Uh, it was, I'll just quickly backpedal. John Martin uh, bumped into the executives that died Pepsi. They had a train. They were going to go across the country and they did this thing called the, the, uh, the Pepsi Challenge, which originally was a big deal uh, in the 80s and now it's in the 90s and they're starting, they want to sort of revive this campaign and it's called the Diet Pepsi Challenge. Really? So Pepsi was going to go across the Canada yeah. from Vancouver to yeah. what? Halifax? Yep, Vancouver to Halifax. Actually, this is the uh, genuine article. Here's a poster from that time. And sorry, folks, I'll turn it around. We'll get a shot here and you see the uh, Diet Pepsi taste drive and at the bottom, much music there, right? And uh, away we go. Uh, this was another genius move by John Martin. 
because he always uses the tool at hand. Pepsi already had a train. We have right. a TV station. We need to launch, right, uh, the Much Music Video Awards. So what do we do? Hey, wait a second. You guys are going west to east. Yeah, maybe we can commandeer a ride. We can work together. Uh, lo and behold. And do a tie-in. <laughs> yes. Right? It was brilliant. Teenagers and pop. Yeah. Yeah. Do they mix? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's great. So you guys are going. So you. So they end up. Starting in Vancouver. Yes, we fit the we refit the train. I always remember there's a picture lingering about it has a big dish, much music dish on it, right? Oh God, like, yeah, that we own been. this, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you have a dish, yeah. and uh, you're gonna have bands and stuff. So somebody have... built a studio. Well, well allow me to, to, to some of the names. So some of our guests on this train, this magical mystery tour, if you will, right? Yeah, yeah. We're like uh, 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 Toronto artists, Jane Sibbery, Northern Pikes, Tom Cochran. We're familiar with Tom Cochran. Uh, These guys were all on the trip. Yeah, uh, Paul Jans um, and National Velvet, man. Yeah, no way. Yeah, it's very cool. So when you get on the train, it's not in Vancouver anymore. You get on in yeah. At this time in my well, this time in my career, I'm in the shit house, and <laughs> I'm sent and I pick up the uh, train in Saskatoon. And I know it because just just to enshrine that notion, I'm stuck in a Pullman car, man, and the top bunk, and it's just the worst place to be, and I hated it. But, Pat, I like to turn lemons into lemonade, my friend. Are you sure? Right? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I couldn't sleep that night in that berth. I said, no, I'm not doing it. So what happened is at the back of the train, and this will get interesting for us, there's two cars, two cattle cars, okay? One is going to be where bands play. Can you imagine going across the country with the middle doors open and they're playing? I'm playing Amazing in the middle of a, That's and hilarious. it's totally safe, Pat, because there's two by fours, right, to, to stop you from kissing the rails. <laughs> So either a guitar player is going out or a cameraman, but that's it. A two by four to stop you. Awesome. Yeah. 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 So, so in these two Pullman cars and the one preceding it, I, uh, I rip it all apart and I'm going to make a really good camera department headquarters. And I want to change the lighting aesthetic because it didn't work at all. <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, and we got to change it up. And also we're going to be a little more versatile. Because the part of the program is we're going to be shooting along this tour. So I want to be able to take lights, a huge HMI lights out of the, the cattle cars and then maybe a train station set up, right, a show. Right, Because and, and it's the 90s, yep. so there's no LED. These are big, These massive, are heavy, hot, yeah, yeah, electric burning lights. This is the light that's putting that pattern in the background right now. It's punching it through from that outside. light. <laughs> from outside, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, I just yeah. looked outside now <laughs> to do this to get the light out of my eyes. Yeah. So, wow. So you refit the place yeah. lighting-wise yeah. to make the bands I look knew it was better and then be able to turn it outside so that you can yeah. then film what's going yeah. on as you're traveling across Canada. Yeah, and I knew, it was, I knew it was successful, and thank you for that, uh, because I was suddenly moved to a private berth. I had all the amenities. <laughs> it was great. But the good thing about that is friends of mine in the industry – Everybody wanted to be a, a a much music hobo. And so everybody wanted to be a stowaway in my little compartment. So I had lots of friends who were going for a ride. They loved it. That's great. Yeah. So and I knew there was an empty bunk back in the economy section, the berth they could sleep in if they wanted. No way. You had an extra, you had a private extra room that nobody, <laughs> no one heard about. <laughs> that I vacated, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so you're on the train with all these bands. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, you, do you have a VJ with you? Who, who's traveling uh, with you? All the VJs. People were coming and going. It was great. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, there's two places I would stay. As soon as I finished any kind of shift, I was right back in the cattle car because I can't play guitar, but I play with heart. And uh, that's where the cannabis was and the alcohol and everybody's hanging out. So that's where I hung out. Right. Uh, and I spent my nights watching Canada pass by me. It was fantastic. Right? That would have been amazing. What totally time of year amazing. is this? What time? Uh, when did you get what on What time of year? It's, oh God, Pat, it's, it's June. We're in the summer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how I know that is because uh, our prime minister at the time, Brian Mulroney, opened a can of worms. Okay. Okay. And this is what I meant about dark clouds because we had a constitution in effect, a Canadian constitution that came in effect in, was it 1982? Two, I believe. And so now it's 1990 and we've had an issue about distinct society. It's been rumbling since 87. And so now by 90, we have to come to some sort of ratification pad. So the problem when you open up a constitution is everybody gets interested. Well, sure. And you're kicking a hornet's nest, really. Oh, that's, a, that's a, an apt description. So as we're trekking across the country, because it started, the idea was 10 destinations we're going to make our way from west to east. Suddenly, word is getting out. We're on the CN Rail. And what's happening is we're becoming ambassadors, man, like cultural ambassadors, okay? And you feel it. You know it. And a great example of that, Pat, is we ended up in the Algoma District. Now, the Algoma District, folks, is that place, you got to love it, up by Superior. I'm not talking North Bay. I'm no, not talking Barrie, Ontario. No. Okay? I'm talking North, right? North I'm talking of Superior. The, the big lake Gichigumi looks like an ocean, okay? It's yeah. big. So while we're up there, the most endearing thing, and this is, I was so moved, and this is where I love my job. At this point, the crew knew we were, we were absolutely glued. We were in a spree, uh, esprit de corps, and we were on like a tour de force. And by that, I mean, we knew this is one of those benchmark projects in your career, man. We're going to shine. This is a big deal. Oh, yeah. Not only is the first award show, we're crossing the country when a constitutional court is, is up in the air. And by that, I mean, so we end up in a little place called Horn Payne, Ontario. Horn Payne, Ontario. And you're traveling day and night. You're not Day and night. We don't you're, stop. You're just going. Yeah. Yeah. We slow down a little bit at night, the train, but we're moving sure. all the time. And we're got out. So people now, what I'm noticing, because I'm back in the cattle car all the time, is every now and then I see people waving in the dark as we're going by or have lanterns. Okay. They actually on the road, on the, on the road, on the side of the rails. On the side of the rails. Doing this kind of thing. It's amazing. Oh, it's that talking. would have been really something. It's totally endearing, brother. And you know what we're doing. So when we land in Hornpain, I had just got to bed. It's got to be 5 a.m. Banging on my door. Let's go. What's happening? We're in Hornpain. we got to do a show. Absolutely. As I get up and I'm walking by the, the dining car, I look out. It's an impressionistic view, man. It's like it's dark. There's just a little bit of indigo light. And I see people moving. I see some people look like they're cradling a small child. Okay. Some look like they have helmets on. Maybe they're going to work in the sawmill that day or just left. I don't know. But I'm from a small town, Pat. I was born real close here. Got picked in Ontario and grew up in Toronto. So I understand rural communities. Sure. And I certainly understand the urban vibe. Yeah, and you're not getting a lot of talent in there all the time. You're not getting shows. You're not well, getting any of that, right? Thank you, Mr. Musician, because you know it's hard to serve a small communities anywhere in Canada because, number one, a population, and secondly, it's geographical location. Yeah. And it's, we find now, we hear discussion, hard for airlines to service some of these places. It's hard to service rail. Uh, it's a dilemma. But here's a chance for a small, marginalized town 
to, and get other pockets. It'd be like us drawn from Napanee, from Picton, from Trenton. And we're all going to meet in Belleville to see this show. Right. So my friends, Maria Del Mar, they got this whole goth thing. So I don't know if Horton Payne was ready for it, but out comes this gothic, lovely magician. And she's out there performing. My buddy, Mark Crosley, who is a guy, man, we go back to Larry's Hideaway. Just love the guy. You know, this kind of musician, Pat, journeyman musician, always working hard. Yeah. He's got, you know, he's with a band. They're, they're tracking really good now. And, and, and it paid off, right? And it's 5 a.m. on a train traveling through Horn Payne. So we set up the lights, brother. We're out there. And this lovely little lady gives me this. Oh, man. I, oh, I'm still moved glorious. by that. Isn't that the cutest thing? I guess she was working here in the back and got part of welcome done before we arrived, right? <laughs> but uh, anyhow, uh, thank you. And if you are that little girl and you're watching this, please give us a shout. I, I want to put you on the show. I, I want to talk to you. We want to talk to you. It'd be amazing. Well, you know what? If we do the math, you're not a little girl anymore. <laughs> so, you know. Bring your grandchildren. Right. <laughs> well, if we do the math, <laughs> you don't have grandchildren. Or maybe you do. I don't know. I don't even know who you are. But if you, if, yeah, if that, if you are part of that family. Oh, yeah. Please give us a call. Yeah, give us a call. Yeah. That'd be great. Actually, Horn Payne, give us a shout. We love you. That's fantastic. Yeah. So this is great. Yeah. So what's amazing is it's, it's 5 a.m. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And a concert comes out. And what a thrill. What a thrill. And allow me to, and, and I'm going to take this verbatim from the, from the book because I'm remake, making this romantic journey across the country. Essentially, really, that's what it is. Well, sure. And I hearken back to the notion of C2C, which was from our first prime minister, John A. McDonald, and the idea of dominion, connecting Canada, right? So physically connecting and symbolically connecting the provinces, okay? So this little place here, I stopped in in 2017 with my wife, and if Elizabeth would be so kind to indulge me, that is not the last fight, okay? That's just a souvenir. But this place here, Craigalaki, right, in 1885, November the 7th, as a matter of fact, uh, is when we drove the last spike. We connected this country. So we've been in confederation. We've been a national country since 1867. Uh, so uh, it's finally happened. He came through on his promise. You know, imagine that, yeah, a politician that came through on the promise. Amazing. Yeah. So, 1990, what happened is a number of provinces see themselves as distinct. Okay? Absolutely. And what we have is the Meech Lake Accord in 1990, the Charlottetown Accord in 1992, and then the, what they call the Quebec Referendum in 1995, federal national understanding won by 50.08%, the smallest of margins. Now, why I tell you that, and I do not want to upset my friends in First Nation, my friends, my and my Inuit friends, my French Canadian friends, my maritime friends, I can go down the list. You're all Canadian. I have traveled empirically, okay, by road, by rail, by plane to every hamlet and village in this country. Okay? Yeah. Now, what I want to say is the Maritimes Pat are distinct. By, they're so different by the blue nosers than they are from <laughs> the folks in Vancouver. Might be laid back, maybe maybe sipping on a Starbucks. Pretty cool, man. Looking at Squamish and checking out the train. Awesome, right? Or you could be in the prairies. Hard working farmers, man. Got the, the wheat fields going. Or my friends right across St. Lawrence in the Habitat, working beautiful farmlands there. The point is, they're all distinct. And what happens quickly, folks, and I'll just give you a background. Finally, when I was in now, we we're traveling, continue traveling the East Pat. We're in Quebec City. While I'm in Quebec City with a new little French artist named Celine Dion, kind of becomes a megastar. Yeah. So 
while we're walking around that train station, the Quebec legislature at that time had moved and moved off the floor. The idea of this distinct side, distinct society for ratification. So now it's between, now it's up to rather, Manitoba and Newfoundland. Now Newfoundland is interesting. Newfoundland became a province by in 1947, the last in the Confederation. That's right. They were Joey, the last ones in. Joey Smallwood, the last father of Confederation. So they were almost an American state. So they're kind of distinct. So all of these distinct notions happen, okay? And it ended up on the floor of the Manitoba legislature. And what had happened is profound. So this isn't an eagle feather. We so when, used- you're, when you're saying it happened on the floor of the legislature, we're talking about... The uh, the final vote. Yes, the culmination of all of this political machinations, okay, come to a head. Yeah. And one chief from Red Soccer Lake, a fellow named Elijah Harper, stood, stood, rather, sat in the Manitoba legislature. And this is, we used, by the way, just qualified, this is quickly used for ceremony with, with Abalone. We use it for staging. This is not an eagle feather. But he held up an eagle feather in the Manitoba legislature. And you know what that said? That was profound, folks. It said, if we're going to continue negotiating about Canadians, we got to include all Canadians, Pat. Oh, yeah. So, all provinces, all three territories, okay, and all distinct societies and First Nations. Well, at the time, we only had two territories. That's right. And the newest one is Nunavut, which yeah. came on board with a capital, Iqaluit. Now, but he's, he's absolutely right. Yeah. Elijah Harper was absolutely right. It's 100%. like having a three-legged dog, right? Yeah. Or a three-legged table. If you don't bring the people who actually are the custodians of this land to the table, you don't actually have a table. That's 100%. That's it. Yep. And, and I've been uh, a proponent of that since the 90s. Yep. Uh, certainly, and yeah. and you and your family have certainly yeah. been. Well, we didn't even know. You didn't we even didn't know. even know that there was a First Nation blood in our family. And uh, really, and, yeah, uh, those of uh, in, in the Algonquin Band can appreciate me saying this on behalf of my wife. My wife is First Nation, and uh, imagine this. <laughs> Betty Gendron, a lover, my mother in law, fantastic. And she had to, <laughs> the prejudice. In northern Ontario, we'll mention the town, was in a northern Ontario town, 16, pregnant and First Nation. In the 50s. Terrible. Wow. Terrible. No, no, no. no. Okay. That's, now, that's really 10 years ago, grapple with. we reclaimed our voice. And that is, we, my daughters are, 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 are descendants, right, of the First Nations people. And now they have truly claimed their own voice. And it's fantastic. And so... Uh, we uh, are actively involved. My wife is an executive with the Algonquin, the Bajumwan uh, First Nation of the Algonquins, and uh, we're actively involved in, in those issues now. Excellent. Yeah, thank you. Excellent. Yeah. So Harper raised an eagle feather, a very simplistic yeah. Yeah. Uh, symbol, and, and changed. changed well, he, he derailed yeah. something. Because it was and it was working. like the best theater. Why yeah. do you have to say? You should be able to read that symbolism as we can read the symbolism in this flag. It's fantastic. Yeah. So, but I want to say that the great serendipity in my career is that I meet Elijah Harper at the Winnipeg airport a couple of years later. Of course, right? Wow. Okay. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I talked to, to your him. consciousness, and now it, here it is. 
100%, right? Yeah. And I talked to him. He was really impressed, first of all, that I was interested in Misha Leg had followed the politics, right? Well, you're a, yeah. you're, a, you're a Canadian fan. I am a Canadian fan, brother. You know, yeah. that's that much I know about yeah. you. Yeah, that 100%, Pat. And so it was amazing. So verbatim from Elijah Harper, he said this quote. He said, he didn't oppose special status for Quebec. Okay, uh, but rather he was angry that special status for indigenous peoples was not recognized as well. So pretty straightforward, right? It's like, hey, it's got to be inclusive. And, you know, think of how many years it takes to get there. Um, I'd love to quickly do a quick non sequitur and, and, and read this verbatim from the book, because when I talk about the romantic notion of travel, uh, I set this up in my book and then I'm going to take us to Halifax or, yeah, I'll take us to. Uh, yeah, we'll. we'll, we'll, we'll We'll uh, bank the train in Halifax when you guys yeah. disembark and, and get back into the party. But yeah, let's allow me to read this to you. Yeah, Pat. because you have this, you have an amazing romantic notion. Yes, I do. With Canada, yeah, and, and I love it because yeah, there, there's a there's a strength, there's an energy in every country. Every country resonates an energy. Yes. And what's great about Canada is is when you tap into the heart of Canada, and that that feeling and. Look at uh, a that's an anookshuk, anookshuk, and a flag. And a flag. Yeah, it's it's great, yeah. and and you really keep Canada at heart, which is awesome that yep. you were able to travel across the country on train. Yes. So let's get back to the reflection of your romantic and, notion from the book. Let's and, let's read this. And thank passage. you, Pat. And the great thing, and you can understand the different mediums. When I write, it has a little bit of a different discourse, right? So I drill in. But I want to read you verbatim and you get a sense of the book here. So it says as follows. <clears throat> Our journey started rolling from the West Coast, leaving the terminus in Vancouver, B.C., trekking through the Rocky Mountains, gliding over the prairies, and through the boreal forests of northern Ontario, finally slipping down the Canadian Shield and sailing over the St. Lawrence River to the salt spray of the Atlantic Ocean, terminating the service in Canada's biggest little city, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Did I say Nova Scotia? Nova Scotia. So... That and alone, think about it. That's yeah. our country. Think about it. you're changing latitudes and, and culture, and, and that can happen. And we can do that in your car on the Trans Canada Man. Now, how many weeks did this party train take? I'm thinking I was probably close to 10 days because we were trucking through the night, too, right? And I picked up in Saskatchewan. You know, we weren't full throttle, but we we're making lots of stops, right? Okay. One of the stops, as a matter of fact, was at the uh, a train station I mentioned, and, and that's where I first got to meet Celine Dion. And that was at the, uh, she was lovely, so on board. And that was at the uh, at Quebec City. And then later, Pat, I met working for Entertainment Tonight Canada, and I spent some real time with her in Las Vegas. And we'll talk later of a show about that. That's cool. Yeah, very. That's cool. really cool. Yeah. So this, uh, <clears throat> so you, <clears throat> so you're traveling through uh, now Quebec. Yeah, man. Get to, so, who, are there any bands still on the train? Uh, they're all coming and going. Most of them, I think, are staying in my room. I have to actually knock on my door in my own room to get into it because I don't know who's living there. Right. right? Was, I really, I don't. Was Maggie Trudeau on the train? <laughs> um, mm. That was years earlier with the Stones, <laughs> folks. That was that was reserved for Mick Jagger. That's um, but what was cool was we finally finished up in uh, in uh, Halifax, and I shoot ahead with the uh, Diet Pepsi folks because they got these little cars that are buzzing around doing these taste tests all the time. So I jump oh. in once. So oh I right, can, they're doing a taste test. No, yeah. I got to ask you yeah. just before we get. 
The sign says Diet Pepsi. Yeah. Were they doing a, a Diet Pepsi taste test or was it the full sugar taste test? <laughs> this is the trick. And for those of you, are you familiar with the, the, the term bliss, bliss point? Bliss point is something they use manufacturing soda drinks and chocolate. And, and it's how much sugar you can put in, right? You put more sugar in, people like it, sweeter. You always go for the sweet. However, more sweet costs more money. So you find what the bliss point is. So they always knew when you put it on that if it was a Pepsi or whatever drink, you're always going to get a Pepsi because it's a sweeter drink. Right. And, and so I don't know how they did it with the diet drinks. I guess the same thing working the bliss point, but yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, lovely folks. And, and I do love Pepsi, by the way. So yeah, you are a Pepsi. You're, yeah. you're a bit more of a Pepsi guy. Bit of a Pepsi guy. But so end up in Halifax. Time to party. Much music. We do party. I, <laughs> I don't like telling stories out of school. I won't go into too many, but uh, this was an exceptional night. People have been on a road a long time. We're a good on wine, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! I mean, you got a bam. You gotta you gotta decompress from all the train partying, right? <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta get onto the land partying That's now. It. I got oh, wait, this is different. Oh, we're not moving. <laughs> so now you're in a hotel in Halifax oh. and all oh, yeah. the gang is there. Well, the great oh. thing is this by the way, this is when I went over the uh, falls in a barrel with the mics. Mike and Mike. And we Mike. survived that. We went over the falls. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, they had their own show, right? And yep. Mike's and Mike and Mike's excellent cross Canada ventures. Great guys. Yeah, Brilliant. Yeah. And if you were going to go to a much party, you learned early in the day that you find out where the mics are and Steve Anthony. Really? So oh. Mike, Mike Campbell and Mike Rhodes? That's correct. Yeah. And Steve Anthony. And so Jeez. if you knew their whereabouts, you knew it was golden ticket. So <laughs> I went to a CN party. Great. I want to say hello to my friends. I mean, great, great service. It just made the accommodation wonderful. Uh, I went to another smaller party. I think it was a musician's party. I can't really call much of that. I didn't stay long, obviously. And then I went to this great party, right? Was this um, all in the same hotel? You guys uh, different all? hotels. Oh, we, different hotels. Yeah, yeah, we own Halifax at this point, right? I see. Yeah, yeah there's so, that many people on board now. <laughs> <laughs> so I meander over to this place, and lo and behold, the party's full throttle. And I'm hanging with a group, and then somebody calls. I can't win to this, and they go, hey, Rhodes! There's like, there's like this fan, this girl out there wants to meet you, man. So Rhodes, always the captain, right, uh, decides, hey, I got to do, I'm going to press the flesh. That's my job. So he walks out there, but he's only got his bath towel on. Nice. And he's kind of kind of doing this, getting out there, right? So Rhodes gets out there, and then we lock the door on him. <laughs> we lock the door on his room. So he's pissed. Let me in my effing room. <laughs> now we got to amp it up. We call the front desk and we say, no. there's a make, naked, crazy man in the hallway who's trying to get in. Because earlier we flagged the front desk, much as having a party. It's going to get crazy. The stragglers, you just kind of Oh, yeah. You never know stuff. who's going to show up, right? right? Especially since you're all televised <laughs> advertising where you are. So uh, they've restrained Mike. <laughs> He's down at the front desk in a, <laughs> in a towel with no ID. And oh. they can't validate who the hell he is. So we're, what am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah, laughing. No, somebody else grabbed me and said, you got to see this part of the party. It's great. So I laughed. I forgot all about him. Sorry, Mike. I love you. But what happened? <laughs> oh, my God. So nice. that's our train ride, man. That's that's crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. but I'm sure it all worked out. You know, he got back into the room. Finally well, got on a pair of pants. Yeah, Mike is one of the funniest guys I've ever worked with, and uh, I apologize if I offended you, Mike, but you were great and always great fun, and it's always great to travel with you, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tony, again, another adventure. A, Thank you, Pat. A, a cross-Canada adventure. 
we've touched on history. Yes. We've talked on we've touched on rock and roll. We've touched on trains, prime ministers. Trains, planes, and automobiles. Is that the we've heard that before, right? Oh. Oh, that feels good. Oh god, I'm telling you. My dogs are barking today. Yeah. So I want to say thanks to you guys for tuning in and staying this long in the episode because staying longer in the episode helps us out because it makes it show that our shows are very entertaining. And and so with that, I want to say thanks to you for being part of the community. Thanks to Tony Thank for you, these sir. great, great awesome, stories. Thank you, man. You know, we were able to tie so many, uh, in this one, so many Canadian elements together. So... Like, subscribe. Love this country. Love this country, and we'll see you next time.